Engage for Success Radio, raising the profile of employee engagement and shining a light on good practice for people who believe there's a better way to work. Good afternoon and welcome to Engage for Success Radio show number 315, Internal Comms, Are the Challenges Similar Across Sectors? Today, we're going to be talking about internal comms from our guests' experience and how often the challenges are similar across different sectors and size of organisation, or are they? We'll find out shortly. I'm Jo Dodds, your host for today. I'm an engagement consultant working within the Engage Success core team. The Engage Success movement is an inclusive movement committed to the idea that there is a better way to work by releasing more of the capability and potential of people at work. We spread the word about employee engagement and shine a light on good practice, and we're widely supported across the UK involving the public, private, and third sectors. If you go to engageforsuccess.org, you can use the link at the bottom of the page to join our newsletter list, and all our social media links are there too. And I'd just like to mention that we sent a newsletter out this morning talking about our open event on the 6th of December in London, which is our annual thank you event to volunteers, but also a way to find out more about getting involved with the movement if you're not yet one of our volunteers and we put the uh, link out to book today on our newsletter and we've had half of the seats taken already Um, so if you're interested in coming along and you aren't on our newsletter list then you might like to go to uh, engageforsuccess.org forward slash open event 2019 and you can find out more details there but you know other than that hop over to engage success go to the bottom and get on the newsletter list (laughs) so my guest today is james lawson milne who's head of internal communications in in at i was going to say in and then at and i'm confusing myself because i had ic in brackets after that so head of internal communications ic (laughs) at populo so hi james thanks for joining me hi joe thank you for having me Shouldn't put things in brackets. It just it puts me off. Sorry. Yeah. yeah. And then I was in a whole trauma about do I call it internal comms or or internal communication? So you know I was I was completely confused on all of that. So, <laughs> so thanks for joining us. Tell us a bit about who you are and what you do at Populo and and who Populo are. Sure. Okay. Um, so yeah, I'm James Lawson Milne. Uh, I'm the head of internal communications at Populo and Populo for those who. Uh, don't know, uh, are a, we're essentially a, a, a technology firm um, who specialise in creating solutions for internal communicators. So, um, you know, our three core products would be an email um, solution, uh, which delivers HTML uh, emails to, to within companies, um, gives full measurement and insights, uh, there's also an analytics and insights package on there as well, where you can really delve into the, the detail and understand how uh, how the employee reach has worked and how well messages have landed and understand your campaigns a whole lot better. And then uh, more recently, uh, the, the third, I guess, key solution we have is a um, mobile platform where we allow companies to deliver news through um, a bespoke mobile app for their for their employees. So, this um, is, so yeah, sorry. This is the sort of um, service that an organisation might use for marketing to its customers, but you're doing that internally to its employees, in effect. So yeah, I mean the the solution works as uh, a company or an IC team would buy. Um, the solution they manage it themselves as a core support from so we're, we're not sending any content on behalf of yeah. 
of on on behalf of other companies or communications teams they're going in and doing you know doing the work themselves just mm-hmm. using the solution to to better target their employees um and understand how well read the communications were and have of course beautifully designed um emails and mobile posts and so on that are perfectly on on brand uh with their with their internal brands at their company mm, yeah lovely so you yeah. are talking today about um internal comms sort of generally and across sectors um tell us a bit about your background to give us a bit of a flavor for the experiences that you've had and, and which sectors you've you've worked within sure of course so um you know my career within internal communications spans uh, across 15 years approximately um across pretty much most sectors i would say uh, quite a lot so um retail i worked for um a supermarket for a number of years uh in finance um i've worked within obviously uh, the technology sector now um i have worked across uh telecoms uh, for a few years and healthcare and although predominantly my career has been in the private sector I have uh, also spent time uh, within the public sectors as well uh, and you know working multiple or working through the, the various disciplines within internal communication so um, you know working as a internal communications advisor delivering operational and tactical communication right through to strategic change communication and then in the in the last few years before moving into popular moving back into a more rounded communications role in my in my current role as head of communication where um you know I'm touching on pretty much all aspects again of communications the the 5 years prior to that was very focused on um channel management and channel delivery uh and that side of things Mm. It's um. It sounds like a really comprehensive background to to be talking about what we're talking about today, particularly given that you're now in that that sort of tech supplier sort of yeah. space. And you know, you you mentioned retail. I don't know if that was the first place that you're in, but I started my career in retail. And I, you know, I, I think about the internal comms we had when I was in a supermarket store. Uh, and we yeah. had orange envelopes that had bits of paper in it, <laughs> and yeah. Um, yeah. So I still got uh, you know memos that I wrote, handwritten memos uh, that I wrote to you know our regional people or, or whatever reporting on on things. And so you know we're sort of saying you know internal comms has gone right the way from uh, you know the, the very analog ways that we had 30 years ago, you know right the way through to technology now. Um, was that your experience? Was that, I don't know when yeah, you absolutely. Yeah, I mean, the retail side was, it was the supermarket that I was at, um, and it was the, the operational side. We were delivering communications through the mailbags that they would get on a yeah. on a daily basis. We would have a weekly printout there for them. We would, there was, uh, you know, uh, some email communication, but then I remember we at the time developed a highly innovative um solution there where we had essentially a portal where pdfs could be posted um to prevent any issues with people missing emails and we had pop-ups that would appear that said there's a new um you know a new alert that you need to to look at to ensure that some actions are completed so yeah we had that we would produce even some nice glossy um printed magazine type 
communications that would go out to show them where certain pieces of merchandise should be should be presented in the store and so on so yeah i think certainly the the early days of my career was far far heavy heavier in print um than than it is now yeah yeah and you know you you mentioned um different channels um earlier and you know i guess really those were the, the two main channels weren't they it was you know it was, it was um handwritten bits of paper or <laughs> or printed bits of paper and then it moved into the, the sort of more tech, tech sort of side of yeah. things but you know, i heard channel sort of i don't know probably 20 years ago when the web was really coming in to um to be a channel to get to customers as well as you know the the, the store because i was still in retail at that stage so we had stores and then we had the internet and and um you know things sort of developed on from there um how is is channel a, a, a sort of um focus now within organizations and, and and is that across the board or do you think that's because you're in a more tech space that, that that's the sort of terminology that you're using yeah i don't i think i think channels has become far more of a an accepted term i guess throughout internal communication companies of course uh, sorry in communications teams within companies um, I think, you know, understandably, depending on maybe the maturity of the team, the size of the organization as well. Uh, you know, obviously, I'm in a privileged position where I'm working for a company that understands internal communications, is passionate about internal communications. You know, right, obviously, right from the from the very top, um, it's a company that really sees the value in it. I know that there would, of course, still be companies of various sizes where they're still having the challenges in proving the value of um, internal communications and having the channels that they that they need. I think probably more so now where you talk about um, channels, it, it automatically goes to a, a digital place, an electronic place. Um, that said, um, I think, you know, there is still you know, a lot of value in, in some of the face-to-face -face communications that can be that can be delivered. Um, I know, for example, you know, line managers are still seen as a as a very integral part um, of delivering communications uh, through their regular meetings with colleagues. So, um, you know, it's about ensuring that they have the information through the channels that you're delivering. And I think the other side of it is, as we have developed in our outside of work lives, if you like, we're very used to technology now. We have essentially computers in our pockets where we can find all the information that we like. We have various apps that we would never have known about, you know, years ago. Um, in fact, when I was working in telecoms, that was when the, the first iPhone uh, came out. And I remember kind of looking at that and thinking, what, you know, what's, what's going on here? And incredibly exciting, but you to think how that's revolutionized, how we consume um, information particularly in our personal lives um, is is incredible and I think the the way that we're we're getting to things now is that you can learn from how people digest that content outside of work that they they do it's different things work for different people so I think teams understanding that a good mix of channels whether it's your you know delivering information via email via the internet via you know, mobile applications, 
uh, however it is having a good a good channel mix as we would say um, is certainly beneficial but yeah I, I would understand that there are there are different teams at different places there but I think you'll certainly find in the in the larger organizations and the or the more mature um, communications functions that the the channel side is getting more focused and channel teams are you know, certainly establishing themselves now, and you know, mm-hmm. certainly in some cases, looking to progress to the next level of their of their evolution, if you like. So, just thinking about sort of people in their personal life and their and their mobiles. Often, people yeah. say that they don't use the phrase channels, but often people say that they have too many messages coming in in too many different places, and they can't remember. You know that so-and-so has contacted them and they know what they did but they can't remember where it was because it was you know messenger or text or facebook or whatever it might be um yeah is that an issue within organizations that there might be too many channels and people um you know get confused as to where information is coming from or is it that thing about we have to communicate you know 10 different time different ways you know to get that message across yeah, I mean, I think I think it's a it's a combination of the two. Of course, a channel strategy would obviously help with that, so that you would understand what type of content would go. I think on particular things. I mean, we do. I think as as a general rule, you would say you know it doesn't hurt to replicate content on different channels to ensure that colleagues would have have seen things and just the way that they prefer to interact with information how they prefer to get their information i mean i know from experience there are certain people who you know particularly now as you see things like you know yammer and facebook for work um and you know uh channels like slack things like that where they're more maybe collaborative but then i know you know, obviously some communications team will use them more as well for broadcast um, communication. Um, you do hear that different people will not even look at those channels because they, they would say they don't have time. So then you can't put, there is the element of you can't put all your eggs in one basket because some people are, are automatically switched off because there may be too much noise in a particular channel because it's doing other things and just being used for communication of course people's inboxes is one of those things it's you know you would be receiving your corporate communications if you like along with various messages on a daily basis from you know colleagues etc uh you know it could be customers it could be whatever um or within that so you do have to it's, it's a difficult balance i think between having the right level of channels that you can use without without flooding the noise and without flooding each channel with with repetitive um information as well hmm. so when we talk about marketing we often say that um we know i think the phrase is something like half of our marketing works we just don't know which half because it's notoriously difficult yeah. to measure how does that play out within internal comms particularly as we have more and more tech tech channels to uh, communicate with people via did uh, you know can we measure it can we work out what works best and use more of that yeah i mean i think we can and i think this is um you know there are more more channels are evolving there's a lot of metrics and a lot of 
um, the communication channels that people would have. So, you know, intranets will have information around how many people have clicked on, whether it's a news article or a new policy you needed people to read or what have you. Of course, you know, I'm, <laughs> I don't want to be kind of selling the popular product too heavily. That's not what I'm here for. But, you know, tools like Populo will, of course, give you that clear insight when you've sent you know, things like sending an email, seeing how many people it's gone to, they opened it. You can, you know, see various trending metrics over time. Um, you know, there are, uh, you know, the, the measurement solution within Popular as well. You can combine various um, channels to see how one particular campaign or one particular message has performed across, see where the gaps are, whether it's particular teams or locations or, pay grades of people uh, either engaging and not engaging with with content um, so I think I think it's getting easier I think the you know it's it's also important to bear in mind that a lot of the offline communication does still work so I think the the digital communication is probably where people are driven to and it makes complete sense we're living in a digital age and that's where, you know, as people have their mobile devices and particularly as, you know, companies are giving people and encouraging people uh, to have work-based communications on their, on their own personal devices, whether it's emails or, you know, company applications, whatever it is, um, you know, it's easier to get through to, um, through to your colleagues. Uh, but, but yeah, I think it's a it's a challenge there. Um, so, so so yeah. Sorry. So correct me if I'm wrong. <laughs> My little yeah. hypothesis: internal communicators aren't yeah. generally numbers people. They're generally people who want to communicate, who who you know talk and and have a way yeah. with words, a way with writing, and that sort of thing. Yeah. How? How are, are they transitioning? How do they transition into a role which is much more about that sort of analytics so that it becomes a more effective um, part of the organization? Because clearly that's what we, what we just said, I think, you know, that with yeah. being able to measure and, and, you know, know what's working and what isn't, that, you know, it's a really important skill now, but it's probably not one that internal communicators like HR had, you know, years and years ago yeah. so it wasn't available or necessary. Exactly. Well, even I think even core communicators, um, like you said, we're we're generally words people, and numbers numbers aren't our thing. Um, so, I think this is you know one of the from my experience from working you know previously in a in a channels team for five years, that was certainly part of you know part of the reason for for using these 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 tools and. Yes, I work for Popular now. I was also a customer of theirs, um, you know, before joining. Um, you know, part of the reason for using tools like that was so that you could understand. Um, and there's there's different levels. And I think from being in a channels team for five years prior to to moving through, I think you you see that the the level of wanting to understand changes. So. It, again, I think it's a it's an evolutionary thing. I think once people get, you know, whether it's an email solution or an internet solution, if you've not had any kind of measurement or insight before, you you would of course start at more of a basic level to see, 
okay, how many people have looked at that piece of content? Then if there are any, you know, links or a call to action in it, how many people have actually gone through to the call of action? And it's, a, it's an evolutionary process. You know, I, I come from maybe a privileged uh, point in the fact that I was in a channels team and we did have a focus on that. I think the the difficulty and the, the next step for for comms teams is really to to turn it what what communication teams want to do is become advisory and become consultants to the business. And the only way, you know, I see that you can effectively do that is if you have all of the information there all of the evidence to back up your arguments with your C-suite, with your stakeholder, whoever it is, even with the other communications teams within your business, if you're part of one of those, you know, larger organizations. Um, and there's, there's probably only so long that you can talk about how, how well read something has been. So I know, um, you know, the previous team that I was in and I have aspirations where I am now to move to the point where, you're looking at content, seeing, really understanding what's working and having the conversations with people in the business, your stakeholders, whoever, to, to be able to say, we know that this kind of content really works. This is why if we want to get this type of message out, this is how we should be doing it. And really moving from the, the reactive and, you know, the, the, the team, the doing team, to changing to really adding the benefit to the business to say, look, this is what's been working. This is how we should approach things going forward. Here's the evidence to back it up. And then, of course, you can continue to measure that forward to see how the impact continues based on based on what you've been doing. So I think, you know, I think I think probably the next stage is it's not a natural skill to communicators and it's something, you know, it's a skill I've been trying to build through, you know, learning various things throughout the, the last few years, I think, but it could well be that, um, you know, obviously teams, as I've said, are on different evolution paths and different places where they are at the moment. But I would say it could be something that, larger channels teams and communications teams where they have that focus and want to understand how communications are landing, how they can change things is looking to bring in an analyst, um, having an analyst sit on the team who can really look at those numbers, make sense of the numbers and have the time to pull, pull the reports that are needed and, you know, be able to translate all of that so that you can give the best practice advice because, we all know as well that, you know, I think most communication teams are, are hamster wheeling and it's we're always extremely time poor from the nature of the business that we do. We, we, we always want to be far more proactive than we are. I'm sure this is a pain that a lot of, a lot of people listening would understand and we would love to become far more proactive. Um, and, you know, I think along that measurement journey, having, somebody in who can one take that burden away almost and understand the mm -hmm. numbers and then present it to you so that you can you can take that information to the necessary people would would be huge yeah i'm a big fan of playing to strengths and uh, actually as you say sort of putting somebody in yeah. who has that as a strength rather than trying to develop that um may well be the the um 
you know, the opportunity for a lot of internal comms teams, as you say. So we're just going into yeah. the last um, sort of five or so minutes of, of the show. Um, we talked about, you know, are the challenges similar or different across sectors? And as you said near the beginning, you've, you've worked across a whole range of, of sectors. And, you know, we've talked fairly generally up to now. Is that what yeah. you think, that, that it is consistent, really, across sectors, even though perhaps at first sort of thought we might not think that that's the case from your experience has it been fairly similar in terms of challenges yeah I mean I think so I think I think there there are probably a number of of challenges that probably no matter where you go you would have a similar story obviously some some companies would be different set up in in various things but I think you know one one that if I was to look back on you know one that kind of stands out is that the, the issue of being able to effectively reach all colleagues. I mean, that, that's one that stands out. If I think back to, we were talking about the, the supermarket days, you would have, you know, the issue of reaching people effectively in, in store. If I think to when I was working in financial services, we had the issue of effectively reaching people in branches because they didn't have external email addresses and you don't have you know there's there's time constraints on things when i was in the health sector you had you're dealing with nurses and doctors and so on who are out visiting patients and and doing things like that they're not sat behind the desk i think it's it's very easy to fall in the trap um and i think probably a lot of companies have done uh in the past and maybe you know, comms teams do, you, it's, it's very easy to probably lose sight of that, the fact that you're sat behind a desk and you're in an office where everybody's sat around the desk and you know there are various other offices around, you know, the country or the globe or whatever it would be, and you're, you, you kind of think maybe of your, your counterparts and you, you, you often do, do what you can um, and you will work things around for, for other people but I think you know certainly from my experience I I haven't had you know a company where, that I've worked at I'm fortunate to be honest where I am now we're a, we're a relatively small company um, and everybody is desk-based by you know by and large so you know this actually isn't an issue where I am currently but if I was to look back at the previous 14 years of my career, then I think it's something that I could look back at every company I was at and know that actually we would, you probably weren't 100% effective in getting messages to um, those those colleagues that, that were yeah. maybe either non-desk-based or had the technical restrictions upon them. Yeah, yeah. I remember interviewing someone from British Gas many years ago they were, she was talking about their recognition program that used to be on paper and when they implemented it via iPad, um, which meant that all the technicians that were out in people's houses could participate because they had an iPad, you know, that they were using to report on their work. They had a massive uptake in uh, entries yeah. because this whole group of people who just never had that access to things <laughs> because of, you know, yeah. the nature of their their role um that you know they it wasn't it, you know it was latent it was untapped enthusiasm yeah. rather than thinking that they perhaps weren't interested because they weren't at the center and all that sort of stuff and they perhaps felt neglected they actually just got on it straight yeah. away and really went with it 
And exactly, and I'm sure it's, I'm sure that was probably a case of well as well where if somebody has something on paper that they have to fill in and then I just hand in somewhere, then it's barriers for them to do that. They have to remit, they they're probably going to try and do it at the end of the day, and then you know that everybody's got you know commitments outside of work and things like that that they probably yeah. focused on. And do you get into the office to do it? Whereas obviously, of course, yeah, if something yeah. pops up, you're far more more likely to have the access and do it there and then yeah yeah we're just coming into the last uh, couple of minutes of the show what what's the one top okay. tip that you can give for our internal comms people and non-internal comms people who are listening at the moment <laughs> oh my god <laughs> one one top tip oh um geez. uh i i think really just I, th- I think the thing for me is it's always thinking about you know, one of the, I think the key lesson I've learned through my career, no matter where I've been, is always being mindful. It's probably been said a hundred times before on the show, but just being mindful of the audience. I think I touched on it there. I think uh, maybe comms teams that I've been in have fallen into the trap of being in that office environment and assuming that everybody knows where things are and how to access information. Um, But I think really thinking about your audience i know a lot of people do you know persona work now where they will break down who their various audiences are and attach you know real life personas to who you know who the hr manager might be how does the hr manager want to receive content um and so on throughout the business um so i I think really it would be it would be that and also yes technology is obviously a good thing but i think from companies i've seen in the past there's often a lot of well this company's doing that we should be doing that and things don't necessarily always happen with the with the colleagues and the employees in mind that you're communicating to it can often be you know we know that a competitor is using this tool without necessarily knowing how well they're using it or whatever they might have changed um, the way that they communicate something it doesn't have to necessarily about be about bringing in a a new solution to use a different internet or whatever um, you know often it can be yeah they've heard that this company's doing that we you know we should be looking to do that and often it's a case of well let's just do that um, so yeah I think I think the main thing would be you know always be mindful of who your audiences are consider the information they need if you can you know tailor the information to your different audiences um and and yeah just really be mindful of of that i think yeah yeah lovely thanks james it's been great interviewing you today thanks for joining me thank you joe thanks very much and just to let you know next week joe moffat is back and she's interviewing adele harrington who's principal consultant at kelly ocg and they're talking about breaking the talent rules So they look forward to speaking to you next week. Engage for Success Radio, raising the profile of employee engagement and shining a light on good practice for people who believe there's a better way to work.